What's up guys, welcome to today's money. Thank you for listening, I appreciate you being here. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, there's a link for that in the description. And if you wanna jump right into the podcast, skip the next 30 seconds of ad space. What's up everybody, welcome back to today's money, where we help you get your mindset right and help you get your money right. Today, we've got a lot of money topics to discuss. Some Bitcoin, some digital currency, some currency manipulation. I've got a lot for us. Some Jeffrey Epstein. Are you excited for that one the most? Yes. I wanted to start with the Epstein for you guys, but Riley said no, we have to make them wait. So Gotta wait. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into the Epstein stuff. There's a couple of new things happening there as well. We'll talk about the stimulus check. We'll talk about a little bit of coronavirus stuff. There's a lot. So if you're new, we appreciate you being here. This uh, Saturday style video is where we go over all the major headlines that stick out to us over the last week and react to them, give some commentary, give some color to them. So let us know in the comments which topic stands out to you, which one's funny, which one's interesting. Let us know what you think. Let, let me know if you like this style video too so we can know to keep making them for you guys. Yeah, or let us know if we missed like any major headlines this oh, week man, of like, suck. how are you not talking about this? Right, right. I hope we didn't, but. Right, I don't think so. Well, I mean, look, let's get into it. The big topic this week is Bitcoin. Broke yeah. for a new all-time high on Thursday, so yesterday, CNBC said Bitcoin hits new all-time high above 23,000, extending this wild 2020 rally. It says Bitcoin surged 12% to more than 23,400 on Thursday, taking its year-to-date gains over 200%. So it's interesting that Bitcoin now is touching all-time highs, setting new all-time highs, showing that maybe this wave of institutional money that's coming into it, like these big companies like Mass Mutual last week bought $100 million worth of Bitcoin, converted some cash into Bitcoin. All this institutional money coming in, I think, is driving this big 2020 rally. Do you think this is going to extend into next year? I, well, wasn't it PayPal, too, that partnered with Bitcoin? Not partnered, but they're going to start offering Bitcoin. Yep. Yes, yes, that's what it what was. What about, listen, we'll throw a bunch out. Visa having that new yep. card coming out that you can get Bitcoin rewards. Yeah, I feel like it's everybody jumping on the bandwagon. Right now, so today's Friday, Bitcoin's come down a little bit. It's at 22.7, so just under 23. So the this wasn't like a little pop and fall right now. One thing that I think is interesting, if you look back to 2017 on Bitcoin, I'm going to look back on my chart right now just so I can be accurate. If I'm looking just at what happened, because 2017 was when it had that big run up to 20,000 the first time. You remember that, right? Yeah. Everybody was talking about it. That was literally roughly the same time of year. It hit its high in 2017 on December 17th. Today is December 18th. Literally. So yesterday was the 17th. So literally, it breaks to 23, almost, a, what would that be, three years to the day that it hit it first. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's really interesting. Now, here's what's even crazier. If you measure from that high down to its initial first like really hard pullback, it fell 70% in just 50 days. So very quickly, in two months, all of a sudden, you're like, weren't we just talking about Bitcoin and everybody investing into it? And now it's boom, right back down. It's what it's done before. Yeah. I feel like that's what's going to happen again. I picture it as like a balloon being inflated. You and every, so? everybody's hot breath of everybody getting involved with Bitcoin is just causing this balloon to expand, expand, expand until somebody comes along or the balloon just can't handle it. And it goes, pop. But here's another, that's a great point. It's a great point. I think the only other thing that I could add to that is like, when Bitcoin hit that initial pullback, right, and it fell to like 6,000 from 20,000 to 6,000, once it broke 6,000, it fell to three. It almost touched 3,000 even. Yeah. Now it's moved up from 3,000 to what we see it at today, 22.7. I think you have to remember that along the way, at some point, someone's going to say, hey, we need to take profits to actually make money. That's the hard thing for me to like grasp with Bitcoin. These companies that are moving all their assets from cash into Bitcoin, 
isn't it just a trade? Like, how are they, like, they see some real value in this currency that we don't understand, I guess, that I don't grasp. But to me, it's like, if you move your cash into Bitcoin and you don't move it back to cash, you really do think we're going to like a cashless society where the US dollar is worth nothing, right? Isn't that what these guys are saying with their actions? Or they just see a good opportunity to make some cash and then when they feel that like it's they can cash out. at a top or wherever, you know, then they cash out. Because remember what we were talking about, I think this was in a prior episode we've talked about this, how I think that Bitcoin will eventually come back down to a more stable reasonable That's price. What you think. Yeah. yeah. So it's like maybe this is just the last little explosion before it gets to that point because with the the price being so high right now it's making it even more mainstream again everybody's talking about it everybody's getting involved okay well it can't stay at that price forever because it's going to have to come down be potentially regulated somehow i gotta challenge you does it couldn't it go to 100k like what's saying it can't it definitely could but you don't your gut's telling you no yeah interesting well Paul Tudor Jones, he's a Maybe super my gut's wrong. I don't know. You could be wrong. Maybe it didn't like what it ate for breakfast, but like... <laughs> Paul Tudor Jones, who's like a super famous hedge fund guy. Yeah. He was in Bitcoin earlier this year. He he's, says not he, as he, an investment though, right? No, he's like, it's like a trade. He's yeah. like, I, I, like, I got to get in and I got to get out. I don't right. need the whole thing. I got to get in and get out. So he's even looking at it as a trade and a hedge. He said it's like a hedge too for him, meaning he's not looking to get all out. But I, why wouldn't he? If he can cash out and make a huge dollar return gain, I mean like... That's what I see a lot of people doing because I don't know. I just don't feel like it's going to keep full disclosure. I sold all of our Bitcoin at 12,000. So yeah, I just don't see it continuing to rise. I feel like this is just everybody building on the momentum. The smart traders are seeing an opportunity here to, to cash out and yep, take profits. Yep. And then they're going to take profits. And and, and, and then all the regular like civilian people that are just investing in Bitcoin, like they're going to be holding the bag. Right. Just like last time. Good point. Losing all their money. Well, let's talk about how we can stem. Good segue here. The second stimulus check is on its way, so to speak, is what they're saying. Okay, we've heard talks of $600, which is like crazy that they would even think that that's reasonable to Haven't give. they been talking about another check since the first one came out? Trump says he wants another one that's at least $1,200 per person. What this is saying from CNBC, uh, published on Wednesday, as Washington lawmakers continue to, to negotiate over what aid will be included in the next relief package, the possibility of a second stimulus check looks more likely. Another round of payments could be around 600 to $700, down from the $1,200 sums that Congress authorized when the fam- first payments back in the spring. Lawmakers on both sides, as well as Donald Trump and President-elect Joe Biden, have said they support a second round of checks to individuals. I think the difference is, is that this check is substantially less. Like, half of what you gave us, and now it's nine months into the pandemic, like, I'm very grateful that we have our own business and we're not waiting for this check. I can't imagine waiting this long and then to find the government's not saying, hey, you know what? We've made you wait. Let's give you double. Let me give you 2400 No, we're actually going to give you half. It's kind of crazy. It's almost like disrespectful. Like where did they even come up with that number that they thought that that was okay? It's like you well, literally, it, especially like 100%, states like Pennsylvania point. shutting down the economony again. And it's then like, here's $600. Right. But it's like, like here's it sh- $600 for the next three week shutdown and. Does it show but, you know, how out of touch the government is with everyday people? Like, literally, I mean, some of these people making decisions, Nancy Pelosi's, they're millionaires. I don't know that they're out they of touch. They might look back and I, be like, oh, 600 is a lot to them. This no, is not. maybe a little far-fetched, but just how I'm feeling. I don't know that they're out of touch. I genuinely just don't think they care. You don't think so? No, I think that they're doing it all for their own political... Power moves. Yeah. Because politics has become such a game. Yeah, like, I don't... 
I don't know. It's just, it's so hard. If Think about it. If you actually were president and you're like, wow, our country has just been shut down. We've been in this pandemic for how many months now? I think $600 is great to give to everybody. Like who would say that? What? Right. Like $600 doesn't Nine even pay somebody's one it. month rent. Not even. Like it's barely a car payment. Of for course, some grateful that they're giving and doing anything at all. But on the other hand, it's almost like. I'm 99% eh. sure that Canada is still giving the initial benefit that they started with when they shut down and they're still paying it to people. Well, aren't they doing 2000 a month? Something like that or 2000 biweekly. I don't know the exact setup that they are offering, but they're still giving out their benefit. Right. It, like, why can't someone look at their model and be like, yo, how did they figure this out? But our shit and our Luna birds are somehow talking about but $600. Just, like, you guys have to f- really try to grasp how bad the situation is right now for the average American. Like, this article yeah. here from Fox, Fox Business, says, the number of Americans filing for unemployment aid hits its highest level since September. So, yesterday, Thursday, they were forecasting 700-something thousand, maybe closer to 800,000. It ends up coming out that there's 885,000 people last week filing for unemployment. Now, this adds on top of the people that were already unemployed. So if you take it all together right now, it's about 20 million people, they're saying, that are out of the workforce collecting some type of unemployment benefit. What's crazy about that, and I want to hear your thoughts, on December 26th, 12 million workers will have no more benefit. Yeah. The day after Christmas, 12 million people are going to lose their benefit. So $600 stimulus check, 20 million people unemployed, 12 million more losing the benefit in just a couple of days. What's going on? Those numbers are huge and scary and obviously terrible that we live in a world with that many people filing for unemployment. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand... I would love, and there's never going to be a way to figure this out, but I would love to know how many of those people are actually in need because I personally know of people just abusing the system, not wanting to go back to work because they're collecting more on unemployment than they did on their job or people like one person will be collecting unemployment, but really they're living with other people, a family member, whoever it may be that like all their shit's still covered. They're just collecting unemployment because they filed and got accepted somehow and are now just collecting this money. Like so you think those, there's a lot of freeloaders? I'm not saying there's a lot, in but that there's 20 million, definitely some people milk a it. handful yeah. for sure. Yeah. You know, and that's just so unfair because then it makes the numbers dramatized even more to look worse than they are. You know, regardless, it's still a shitty, terrible situation. Sure. But those people that are just kind of milking the system, it's like y'all are making it worse. Right. Like, Come on, you know, because then they're taking money that could potentially be given to other people that, that are actually, that yes, actually in need of it or money towards stimulus checks to people that actually need it. So you how know? do you feel when you hear like Tom Brady's company, when Tom Brady's, you know, one of the richest guys in the NFL, if not top five, when his company's getting a couple million dollar loans for the PPP stuff, how does that make you feel? Do you think that that's not right because he's already got so much money, he should mm-hmm. use his own money right now? Like times are too tough? No, I actually would say that if, they filed correctly and that that's what the government gave them. Like, who are we to say that we know the numbers of Tom Brady's business to understand like what he actually needs to keep his business running? Because we like we're business owners. We know that just because we make this much money doesn't mean that that's what you profit. Like you have business expenses, you have people to pay, you have things to take care of at expenses. Separate. Right. So it's, it's so tough to say unless we saw a, like his balance sheet of what, 
actually right. if he his, was rightfully in the in the right taking that loan. Yeah, because it's like yes, Tom Brady makes millions, but that doesn't mean his business. Right. That no, doesn't mean sure. he's just, just sitting on see, cash millions. You know, for like, sure. I wanted to see your take on it. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. I think the biggest thing about this whole situation is that it's showing me and a lot of people, I think, how important it is to not only be able to make money on your own and have your own like skills that can generate income and generate a business. You can't rely on the government. You can't rely on anybody really. Yeah. But it also showed just how divided the country is between the people with money and the people without money and the people without money. I think that portion of the divide is just getting bigger. You know well, what I mean? Well, that's been happening before the pandemic this even is accelerating was a thing. Like our middle class is shrinking. Right. But this is accelerating it. Yeah. Yeah. This is more, this is taking, if there was 10 people in the middle class, it's taking every six of them. Yeah. And moving them into the poor class. But it's like, Leading why? to one of them, it's probably moving one person, if not a fraction of a person to the wealthy side. It's it's fractions of a person. It's not. It's like nine of us and nine and a half of us are being moved to the bottom. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, as the people in control, why would they be doing things? And you would like to think that the people in control have some sort of strategic but strength here's the problem. in their personalities. Yeah. Why would they be looking at these I'm, policies and these things that they're creating knowing that it's going to destroy the lo- like the poor well, people here's the problem, and not try and build Simple. up your middle class again. Simple. The problem really comes down to this. You have this larger majority of poor people that is growing in size. They need more. The government thinks that we can print more money and hand it out to them and that the I don't know, this is where I question, like you're questioning it. I don't know if they understand that printing more money devalues the money because that's what it's doing. So I don't know if it's like a direct consequence of what they're doing or they're just ignoring that part of the equation and just still moving forward. Like, okay, we need to get people, we need to get money into people's hands, no matter how much it is, even if it's just $600, we need to get it into people's hands, not worry about the future. But the future is going to come sooner or later when it's going to be like, well, look, you printed all these dollars. I mean, we have to talk about the fact that the dollar index is down. 13% since coronavirus started. It's now under 90. We're going to be making videos. We'll be talking about it under 80. I have very high confidence in that in 2021. We'll be making a video saying dollar index breaks 80. It's in the 70s now. Yeah, I don't... So the the dollar will lose more value as this gets worse and worse. This is not getting better. So maybe they just don't care because they're like, well, these poor people, like they're just going to have to adopt a new frame of mind and figure it out. Bingo. They keep you down. They hold you down. They control how much money you make. They control what you do. They control how you think. It's over. So when the government is giving you your income and you don't have to work anymore, you're their puppet. You do what they say. I feel like we could, I could rage about this for hours because money is like, it's a freaking made up thing and then it's controlling like that TikTok everybody's girl. We life. made this and this. How come we can't make it go away? Right, like, uh, money literally well, listen, this infuriates is good. me. I apologize for everybody for that transition. I lost the camera feed for a second there, but we're going to keep this thing moving because that's a good transition into this. So now we're going to talk about my infuriation, what Arr. happened with the Swiss central bank over the last week and what Sweden has been doing in the last couple of months. So first Switzerland, Switzerland and Sweden, two different countries, Switzerland first, the U S treasury department basically said Taiwan and Switzerland were accusing you of manipulating your currency, China, maybe that's basically what they said. I honestly don't know anything about economics, and I know for a fact that China manipulates its currency to to hold the value of how many yuan equal a dollar, okay? Here, this is from CNBC. It says, Swiss Central Bank Chief 
rejects the currency manipulator label from the U.S. The U.S. Treasury added Switzerland to the list of nations it, sus- it suspects of deliberately devaluing their currencies against the dollar. The Swiss National Bank has long maintained a willingness to intervene more robustly in foreign exchange markets and has staunchly denied manipulating the Swiss franc. The U.S. Treasury said Switzerland's interventions totaled 14% of GDP. So this is a pretty hefty accusation for them to say, don't you think? Yeah. Um, as the article goes on, it says, um, Swiss National Bank President Thomas Jordan rejected this idea. He also goes on to say that our monetary policy is necessary, it is legitimate, and we have very low inflation rates. It's even negative at this moment. So they have negative inflation, which is different than what we have. We have zero inflation. So we have negative inflation. I think that what that means is that they pay you to borrow money. You don't owe money. I think. Okay. So we have to fight this deflation. The Swiss franc is very strong, so it appreciated in nominal terms over the last 12 years enormously. Blah, 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 blah. Um, To be labeled a manipulator, countries must have a $20 billion plus bilateral trade surplus with the United States, foreign currency intervention exceeding 2% of GDP, and a global current account surplus higher than 2% of GDP. So it's kind of like saying because they're sitting on so much of their own currency almost that that's why they think that they're manipulating it. Personally, I think it's a load of crap. And they think they're manipulating it to be valued less than the dollar? Yes, yes. But for what? I don't know. It's here. This is another article from the BBC. Um, Foreign exchange market interventions are necessary in Switzerland's monetary policy to ensure appropriate monetary conditions and therefore price stability, the country added. I don't know. My thoughts are this. I know I'm kind of like rambling off the articles right now, but my thoughts are like these countries are using fiat money. So, of course, they need to control the exchange rate of what this thing is valued. Of course, it's manipulated. It has to be. The whole thing, it's, a, it's a system. It's created. We created this monetary system. We allowed the EU to create its own currency. We allowed the Swiss francs to not be used anymore as much, only within their own country. All of this is stuff that we allowed. It's a game. We we decided to play. Okay, wait. So the Swiss franc is valued less than a dollar. So right now, I'll tell you exactly. One Because U- if that's true, then how does everybody always say how expensive it is to go to Switzerland? And like everything in Switzerland is so expensive if... Our dollar is worth more than their Swiss franc. One U.S. dollar is worth 80.885 Swiss francs. So how does that make sense that everybody says Switzerland's expensive, but our dollar goes further there? Well, because it's, everything is so expensive in their own currency. But in... It's a pretty close exchange rate. You're talking 20 cents. Yeah. It's not that different. No, it's just weird how people always talk about Switzerland being so expensive but the dollar's worth more. Like, usually in countries where the dollar's worth more, you go there and you're like, yeah, this isn't more expensive. This is actually cheaper because my dollar goes further. It says, the Swiss have maintained that a sudden spike in the value of the franc would hurt the country's economy, expressing commitment to their practices, which include buying large amounts of U.S. stock. So they buy a lot of stock in order in American companies in order to maintain the current level of their or current exchange rate of their own currency, the current value of their their money. So it says, what does this label mean? The U.S. rarely names countries currency manipulators. This doesn't happen often. When it hit China with the label last year at the urging of President Donald Trump, a determination it quickly reversed. Like I said, they're not on the list. They're almost on the list. They're in the maybe column. (laughs) It was the first time we had made such a determination since the 1990s. So this is a big deal. You know what I mean? We haven't done this often. It says... 
The finding, in theory, triggers talks mediated by the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, and it allows the U.S. to limit access to certain funds, such as procurement contracts. So it'll prevent Switzerland from investing in certain American assets is basically what it is. And it's unclear how Joe Biden's going to handle this. What do you think he's going to do? I would say ignore it. I would just love to be alive in the time in history where all this freaking money jumbo was created and all of these different agencies and governments and we're going to call this this fancy word and nest it under this fancy label and confuse the shit out of this country and it just seems like a mixed mosh of shit. It's interesting that Switzerland intervenes with foreign exchange markets to, to, to like to influence currency rates because they're always known as such like a Swiss banking haven because of their banking laws. You know what I'm saying? This part of the article says that um, and they're the country that was in the center of the world war and had no involvement. Sides. Well, they didn't pick sides. They funded both sides. They're right. just a the bank. They're That's just what I'm moving saying. the like, money, bro. Just... That's where we need to go. We need to go to Switzerland and learn what's up. Right. Like who, who, who created this shit? And probably them. It looks like them. They're the ones we should go to. We should go. I like cheese and chocolate. I like cheese. Swiss cheese and chocolate. All I right. Hate Swiss listen, cheese. let's go from Sweden or Switzerland to Sweden now. A little bit different of an issue here. Not so much an issue. So, and honestly, I think this Swiss central bankers are like America like cool <laughs> like, they, pr- they probably own us somehow some right. some way in all their twisted language shit all the money in the world the big big money is tied in through Switzerland certain places in the world Switzerland has always been one of them so they're going to be fine regardless we should go back to where we all have to carry around like little baggies of gold and <laughs> little and coins our, and our shekels <laughs> so like, the, I'll trade you this well, for a loaf of bread it's funny you say that because this is the opposite of that basically we're going to talk now about this e-krona so the krona is the Swedish currency not the Swiss Sweden different country a little bit more north more snow this article says Sweden explores moving to a digital currency this is from Bloomberg It says Sweden's government will start exploring the feasibility of having the country move to a digital currency, marking another step in the unknown for the world's most cashless society. So they're already pretty cashless, right? It says their financial markets minister said that this is supposed to be completed by 2022. So this is is coming very quickly. Um, Sweden is among the first countries in the world to consider introducing a digital currency. Its central bank is already running a pilot project with... Accenture PLC, which is a company, to introduce an electronic krona based on the same blockchain technology that underpins Bitcoin. Governor Stefan Inves, hope I didn't kill his last name, said in October that any decision on whether to issue an e-krona needs to be taken at the political level. Now, this is where I get a little bothered by this, because if you have these central banks, these federal reserves type banks issuing their currency, they're going to be able to just delete it from your account too. Oh, he crossed the sidewalk without walking in the in the lines. Tick, $20. Well, well that's what I was going to say is how, how do they just make a krona and be like, oh, yep, now it's digital. We're going to call it the e-krona. Like, how do you just do that? What is it backed by? Less than 10% of all payments are made with cash in Sweden. That's crazy. I mean, I don't, that doesn't surprise me though, because who carries cash anymore? Yeah, but think about all the business owners that are cash only and they're like holding it down that they're cash only. Like what's going to happen to them? Are they just going to be forced to adapt? Yeah, or they'll just be left behind with like the Amish people. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, in 2018, the Bank for International Settlements said that Sweden is the world's most cashless society. A measure used as a percentage of its gross but, domestic But product. what is their e-krona going to be backed by? Like, how do they just take what they already had? Oh, Riley, this is my, this is how you make money. You don't have to back it by anything in, anymore. In physical, like, Seriously, yes. you don't have to back it by anything anymore. The Ugh. dollar was taken off the gold standard. 
that removed the value of the dollar being tied to a weight in gold. It's not tied to nothing anymore. That's why the dollar ain't worth shit yet. Somehow we're all freaking out about it. It is though, because it's how we've all agreed. It's a market that we've all agreed on. It's how you pay rent. What if we just start disagreeing? Right. Well, you'd have to get everybody on board with that. You'd have to run for president or something. So listen, this is another (laughs) comment below. If you want to join Riley's race, race for presidency. Boycotting on today's money. We're boycotting money. So (laughs) this is from CoinDesk now. Um, again, talking about this guy, Stefan Ingvis, he's gone all in on sovereign digital currency, sovereign meaning like within their own nation, right? That's what that means. Mm -hmm. And on Thursday, the Reichsbank, Reichsbank governor called upon the Swedish parliament to do the same. There shall be digital state money as as legal tender and e-krona issued by the Reichsbank. That's what it says in quote. I could just see him standing on a box shaking something and saying that. So if like okay, a Bernie Sanders with the hands say that this digital currency is a thing in Sweden. Yeah. Would that just make the normal physical Krona not be worth anything anymore? Well, that's or what would they're they saying. Like they don't both. already use the 10% of people are using it. So it's not even 10 out of a hundred transactions are done. So it's like, fuck so the like 10 cent if, transactions. If anyway, we were to care. go to Sweden, yeah. then would we convert Ooh, our dollars to E Krona? Yeah, probably. Probably. Again, they're just now adding more layers to confuse this shit. It's not to confuse. It's to track you and be able to control everything. That's what it is. It's to be able to eventually control the monetary system completely as much as they can. But aren't they already doing that? Yeah, but cash makes it hard because you have... Because you can hide it. Yeah, and you have multiple... You don't know how much is in actual circulation. You have counterfeit bills in circulation. There's a lot of things that go wrong with cash. I say we just blow up everything money-related and start fresh. Why can't they come up with something new? Well, because that makes sense. The world is basically built on U.S., China, and Japan, and Australia, and the U.K. All of our debts. It's everybody owing everybody money. Is what's built the world. But if everybody just sat in a room together and was like, "Hey, how about we just forget about all this because it doesn't matter," it would never. Riley, drop the idea. It's not happening. It makes me mad. But why? Like, why are you so against this idea that the government should control our money? I think it's an awesome idea. I would definitely love the government to be in my pocket every day of the week, being able to take money from me whenever they see. Oh, Austin posted a YouTube video that we don't like. Give me $50, boy. Oh, you got caught jaywalking. Give me $50, boy. No. Yeah, it's crazy. That's not a free society. No, That's it's not, not a free world. We gave up the right to live in a free world a long time ago. That's why I'm thinking about moving to Puerto Rico. It's like half a free world. Bullshit. I always used to tell my mama when I was a little kid, I didn't I didn't decide Riley, to come into this world. What, what did you tell your mama, Riley? I always told my mama, I didn't decide <laughs> to come into this world. You brought me here, and now I'm just expected to live by all these bullshit rules. Well, in other news, we had a good trade this week on EuroCAD. It's actually still moving higher today. Completely bouncing off what you said now to my own topic. It's actually still moving higher today, which Let's is Let's talk about Epstein. Okay, yeah, that's what I was getting to. So first thing that happened this week, December 15th, so three days ago, Fashion mogul Peter Nygaard is arrested in Canada on sex charges. This dude looks like a gray lion king. And he's a French modeling, like... Canadian fashion mogul Peter Nygaard was arrested on charges alleging he sexually abused women and girls after luring them into his orbit with opportunities in fashion and modeling over the last 25 years. He is 80 years old. You don't look that bad for 80, to be honest. He's Canadian? Yeah. I thought it was... We're getting there. Oh. Nygaard, 79, was detained after a Winnipeg, Canada court appearance Tuesday following his Monday arrest by Canadian authorities. So they really arrested him. He didn't even just turn himself in. His lawyer, Jay Prober, said his client denies all allegations and blame it on a conspiracy caused by feud with his billionaire neighbor in the Bahamas. So 
<laughs> Let's get into that now. So who's the neighbor? So Nygaard, he's arrested on sex trafficking, racketeering, and related charges. The FBI raided his Manhattan offices to find a bunch of stuff. The raid came soon after 10 women sued him, saying he enticed young girls into doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing. Raped them, drugged them, the whole thing. It's nasty, right? This happens. Then literally, so that's the 15th. Two days later on the 17th, NBC News says modeling agent Jean-Luc Burnell, Jean, Jean-Luc Burnell, arrested in Paris. Jean-Luc. In Epstein probe. So they get Peter Nygaard in Canada. They get Epstein's associate Jean-Luc Burnell in uh, Paris. And now they've got Jelaine Maxwell locked up in New York. So they got all three of these people. And these are like the three closest to Epstein that you could really get. Now, Peter Nygaard is going to say he's not tied up with it. He's going to say him and Epstein were beefing. But if you go back in time, there's a lot of videos on the internet that do tie the two of them together. Because let's be honest, the circle of rich weirdos that are passing kids around is not that big. Yeah. It just isn't. Who was the guy um, with the Victoria's Secret models in France? So Has he been like arrested or anything so yet? So that guy's name is Lexley, Leslie Wexner. And that guy, the reason he's important is because he gave Jeffrey full power of attorney over right. his money. Le, uh, Wexner was very close with Jean-Luc Burnell because Wexner owns Victoria's Secrets and American Eagle, I think, and all these other fashion companies. Jean-Luc Burnell owns a modeling agency where he's got a lot of girls around him all the time, pretty girls. Yeah. So they were buddy-buddy. And there's a lot of... So let me just read to you what it says. Brunel was arrested Wednesday morning at some place, some airport, after he was attempting to board a plane to go to Senegal. Interesting. That's where Akon City is. He was being held for questioning on suspicion of providing underage girls from his modeling agency to Epstein for sexual abuse. So he was just sending girls. Because this is where Jeffrey was like making jokes about how he got head from two 14-year-old girls for his birthday from this guy. So like there's like reports about like that specific act. It's weird. How do 14-year-old girls even know what that is? I don't think they do. That's the point, Ryan. And because he tells them what it is, that's why he was in jail. Oh. Brunel was facing several charges, including rape, sexual assault of a minor, trafficking minors in Paris. He was taken into custody after he showed his passport, and airport authorities noticed he was identified in an immigration system. Nice, so they, they were able to track him, and somehow he didn't realize that. Um, Brunel has previously denied any wrongdoing with the, with Epstein, said it's uh, he alleged it's adverse publicity. Do you think it's Jelaine in jail giving up these people? Do you think she's talking or no? I want to say no. I think it's crazy that she's in jail and no one's... Like, is she just sitting in a cell? What kind of treatment is she getting? She's probably getting really bad treatment because the place that they have her, the metro, uh, it's called the Metropolitan Correctional Institute, I'm pretty sure what it's called. It's it's a shithole. Like, a for real shithole. But, like, is she getting special treatment no, like um, so. Epstein did when he was in jail in Florida? He, no, it ain't like that because he wasn't in jail, really. He was just going there to sleep for a couple... Right, right that's what I'm no, saying. No, it ain't like that. She's locked up, locked up. And, like, they check on her every 10 minutes and wake her up with a flashlight in the middle of the night to make sure she's not killing herself. You don't think she's talking? No. That's wild. Because I think it's even more wild, though, how her court date is in, like, a year. It's in July. Yeah, it's a yeah. while. Well, that's, they're backed up. She doesn't get special treatment just because she's high profile. You just stay in jail. That's wild. Our system is fucked. Is it, though? They caught her and they caught these two guys. <laughs> After how long? Right, but, I mean, it's not like we... A lot of this sexual assault stuff isn't continuously happening anymore. They all kind of stopped doing it supposedly, you know what I'm saying, a while ago. So it's like, we don't know exactly. They Once Epstein died and Epstein got caught, all I think they all went backwards. And they're like, all right, burn everything, get rid of everything, hide everything. You know what I'm saying? They all went into kind of like low. She was, they found her in her mansion in Connecticut hiding. 
at a friend's house. Like that's what she was doing. They're all they were all in hiding. They're all scared because I think that they all know that they did something wrong. That's why they don't want to yeah. get caught, and then they get scooped up. I don't know. Do you think that we'll hear less of this if Biden is actually our president? Like, if a Democrat becomes president, do you think that that'll have anything to do with anything? Well, you know Biden is connected more closely with Hillary Clinton and their side of the family than anything else. So, probably. Trump was too, though. Yeah, but Trump didn't like them. Like, Trump yeah. was rejected by them. Trump wasn't about it. Whatever he saw there, he wasn't about it. They didn't click. Whether they didn't let him in or he didn't want to be in, he wasn't allowed into the good boys club with the Clintons and the Bidens. The good boys. That's what it is. That's what they have. That's the establishment. That's the elites, right? That's who they yeah. are. Yeah. So, I think you'll see him... Be soft on China, soft on stuff like this, and aggressive on certain things like Russia and hacking. Biden? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be all about Russia and Iran and how bad they are. Bro, anybody with half a fucking brain knows that Russia and Iran answer to China. Russia does act on its own. Russia's a big country and it's powerful. Putin's on, he's crazy on his own. But they but are buddy-buddy Bi- buddy with the Biden's China. Weren't canoodling with the Russians? The, the Ukrainians and the Russians, yeah, like, they, that's what they say. They say that, I mean, like, they have proof that Hunter Biden got paid from the mayor of Moscow's wife. For what? What did he talk about? What did he set up with his dad? What are they doing behind closed doors to keep that money coming in? I don't know. But I know Biden owns an island right next to Peter Nygaard and Jeffrey Epstein. He owns one of these islands down in the Bahamas. Jeffrey Epstein stole all his money. Peter Nygaard is a fashion guy. He, he is an entrepreneur. He made money. Biden has been a politician for 40 years. How does he have an island? That's just a question. Somebody let me know. Like, how does he have an island? Biden has an island? Yeah. The Biden family. See, this is the thing. It's not in Joe's name. It's in his brother's name. He's got two brothers. Yeah, like, how does... Even the houses that he has, it's like he literally is just a politician. How do you have that much money where you're owning multiple houses, like, an island? Because it's not, like... Because they pay his son, or they pay his brother, a shit ton of money, because they don't have to claim anything to the government. Like, they pay taxes like a normal person, but, like they wouldn't have to disclose where that money came from like Joe would because Joe's this politician. His, right. his brothers and stuff and his son, they're not politicians. They cannot have to disclose this stuff. So the money can just flow through them in a different way. And then they could take out cash and give it to Joe. I think our world needs audited. It wouldn't prove anything because someone's going to pay off somebody to get the, their way around this. No, like I mean nobody can pay anybody for anything. It doesn't happen, bro. That's how the world exists is people paying people to get shit done. Scratch my back, I scratch yours, and I'm just going to blame We need another great flood. This world needs a hard-ass reset. You guys can tell from Riley's theme of today's video. She's ready to just wipe us all out and start over yeah, again. Yeah, seriously, especially with the money bullshit. Like everyone is just so worried about making the most and then protecting the most, so they do all of this sneaky, evil shit. But like- if money wasn't a thing and you still could just live whatever life you wanted, then what? What would the world be like if you could just do whatever you wanted and like money th- wasn't a thing? Okay, all right. I was thinking about this yesterday. You ready for this theory? What if, so as we know, robots are more um, like in warehouses and stuff. They're able to do and replace humans more and more, okay? Mm-hmm. Robots don't need money to do work. They need electricity. Mm-hmm. So what if we figure out a way, like Nikola Tesla probably did, figure out a way to tap into the electricity where nobody has to pay for it. It's free. And this free electricity is controlling all of the, well, not controlling, but powering all of these machines and these robots to where yeah, you don't need money because guess what? Shit's still getting built. Things are still getting manufactured because the robots are doing it and they're doing it for free because the electricity's free. Then what do you need money for? You can grow a garden in your backyard for food. I guess you don't need money. 
Like, if you go back to, like, when we were, like, cave people. Not even, like, Vikings, like, in that video game. Like, they didn't need money. They showed up on land, built their houses, lived their lives. Money is just a thing when you live in a consumeristic world. So it's like as the world commoditizes things and makes things purchasable and buyable, consuming stuff, then you need money to pay for that because it needs to be made. And that's what generates economy. But what if the things are being made by robots that are getting electricity for free? Right. What if? But then what about the people that paint a picture and it's not a robot and they need to get paid for that picture? Or what about the trader that's trading and a robot can't do that and he needs to get paid? Well, what are you trading if money's not a thing? Right. So I guess you're saying you'd eliminate careers. Like the whole world would be different if money wasn't a thing. Like you wouldn't even have things. I want to design a world. Okay. <laughs> no, but it's a serious thing. Like the more See, and it's more... so funny you take this angle to it because money to me, it's freedom. Like money is the only way out. I know. Guys, this is so fun. Like we talk about this a lot. Like, But you're how... wrong. Only be- <laughs> I only think you're wrong because it's like money is the way for people like me and you to say, you know what? I didn't have as- that much when I was a kid. My parents didn't have that much. But if I want a lot, I can go get a lot. That's the beauty of America, capitalism, financial means, money, a a free-flowing economy. Like if you lived in Chad, the country in Africa, you couldn't probably do the same things you can do in America to generate money and build a life for your family. Or if you lived in a village in Mongolia, up in in the Himalayas, it's just different. It's America more than anywhere else in the world for sure. It's about working, making money, spending money. What do you do to make money? Oh, it's not as good as me? Okay, cool. I'm better than you because I make more money than you. That's the idea. Bullshit. That's the idea that America has in, like subconsciously ingrained into everybody. I think I was born in the wrong country. Yeah. I need to like put, Listen, like, put me in the middle see, the of the is, Amazon is rainforest. You can go to Mexico and go live out and in, in be poor and go live in Mexico. You don't need any money, but your life is going to suck. How do you know? What if my life is great? Because it will be great until you need medical attention and that costs money. Medical attention. What is if not the free. medical attention was being ran by All the right. futuristic robots? I mean, if you're just going to say everything is free, then then this isn't even a conversation because, of course, nothing. Everything no, can't be free. Just... Like, 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 think about it. How could you get medical services? How would you pay for the things that need to be made to to do surgery? How would you feed the people that are being performing the surgery? Are, are robots performing everything? So then, why do we even have humans? Something has to cost money at some point, or nothing is worth anything. We can move on. Why? We don't have to. What do you, you get what I'm saying? Like nothing is worth anything unless you have money in the equation in some way. Well, I don't know. I just feel like if we figured out a way to make electricity free and. That doesn't solve everything. No, not everything, right. but it definitely um, makes it a less need for money. Think of, if electricity was free, we wouldn't need money for our electric bill. That's one thing. Okay. And. As robots, like I said, if you have a robot right, so running like, an, an entire cafe, a let's ca- say. A car. I buy a car. Okay. Okay. How am I How am I getting the car? What if robots made it? Okay. So it's free? The car is free? Well, they, the robots. <laughs> the See, robot, like it doesn't even make sense. The robots are powered by the free electricity. So is the car free? Yeah. Okay. So what about maintenance on the car? The robots do it. You can't just have robots doing everything though. Like it, have you seen the Jetsons? I know that, right? But like, it's not like that. Like, where? What about the parts? Maybe not to, yet, but what right. in like three hundred years? We're talking like fill of the future shit. In three hundred years, it's not going to matter because in three hundred years, humans will have understood that 
all the things that we're caught up in now? Like, go back 300 right, years. Right, don't matter. What if in 300 years, money's not even a thing because they realized that we were just stupid little monkeys that let this piece of paper control our lives? In th- 300 years ago, people fled England for America because of money, because of taxation. All right, well, times are different now. We're progressing with technology. Now, where it's going to just go is that the government gives you the money. And they tell you how much you can spend and how much you can have. And that's it. And that's the life you get to live because of what the government tells you. Fly me to the moon. Well, you got to get out. That's why I watch. I guess that costs money too. How are you going to get a rocket? Everything costs money. I hate it. I I get what you're saying and I understand why you hate it, but I love it because I think it gives you the opportunity. It's like, this is just perspective. You're looking at a glass (laughs) half empty. I'm looking at a glass half full. No, I'm looking at my thing might end soon. Okay. I'm looking at it glass half full in the sense of we don't need this taboo thing controlling our world, literally ruining people's lives. But it's already been done. I know. I was born obviously at the right time because here I am, but like, man, the wrong time. (laughs) All right, we'll send you back to the 1500s. I don't know if money mattered in the 1500s. It probably did. The trading stones. In the 1500s. Like, what were they doing in the 1500s? Yeah, they definitely were. Like, the Greeks still had money. Like, money's been a thing forever, bro. Trade. Currency exchange. Like, it's it's not a new concept. You know what I'm saying? Are you recording there now? Yeah. Okay. Let's wrap it up. This is a good video. A nice little it's, hour. It's not that it's a new concept, but what if we were able to just reframe everybody's minds that you don't need money? Like... Even if it's okay, because somebody my, will my whole, want more. My whole robot thing. Let, let's we'll we'll push that to the side. But let's say that there was another way to run the world where money wasn't involved. Like, obviously, it's abstract thinking. It's more than we can comprehend because that's not the world we live in right now. But what if there was another solution that is possible? What if you know there is a universe that exists where money doesn't matter. put me there. <laughs> Take me there now. I need to talk to their people and bring them to our people so that the peoples can chat. It's funny that you can say that because people listening will probably be like, wow, I wish I could get to the point where I would not want money in my life. What do you mean? I think more people than not, especially people listening. This has nothing to do with wanting money or not wanting but let money. Me ju- I think you can only have that perspective because you've got a safety net and you're not in survival mode. That's what I'm saying. Even when I was broke as shit, I hated money. Growing up, I've always hated money. But see, I would tell you you hate money when you're broke because you're broke. I ain't broke anymore and I still hate hate money. money. So what are you saying? But see, this is where we just differ. You hate money and I don't. Yeah. Because you haven't seen what money can do for you, too. What do you mean? Fully. Like when you have a life-changing situation, like when my mom got sick. Yeah. Like my dad didn't have to sell our house and we didn't go bankrupt because my dad had savings and was able to take care of things. So even though money exists... It gives you the opportunity to not get wiped out when a situation like to that ju- happens. To just what? Just, live, live, live a safer no, life? But like imagine if my mom had her aneurysm and we didn't have any money. Okay. And then what? You might have lost the house? Okay. Everything. Everything. We would have lost everything. My whole life would be different. I wouldn't be here right now. You'd still be alive though. You figure it out. Maybe. That's part maybe. of the survival. I could have ended human. up like a drug dealer, like druggie on the street from that. Like you house is gone. Yeah. Like, that's a choice you would have made. But again, when you're living in a society that money is important, that's why money is important for situations like that. I understand why money is important. Yeah. We're just in Riley's world right now where I don't like money. 
Well, listen, everybody, we're going to wrap up the video here. I'm going to end this conversation and, <laughs> and we'll put a pin in it. But let me know if you'd rather be in our world where we're focused on getting your money right and get your mindset right. Or you'd rather be in Riley's world today where money doesn't matter. Everybody can have everything. Not that it doesn't. Lollipops and rainbows. La, 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 la. That's Riley's world. That's Riley's theme song. That's Wait, what they're doing. Shit skittles and ride Exa rainbows. <laughs> the whole thing. That's what I'm saying. So let us know in the comments. You going to Riley's world? You're coming up reality and and if you watch the whole way through this is definitely a lengthier video but if you watch the whole way through comment down below whose world you'd rather be in riley's world or austin's world that'll be our secret word kind of thing for the video cool thank you everybody we appreciate you sitting through hopefully this video brought you some value caught you up on the last week's headlines it made with, you, with a little bit of comedy yeah it made you laugh a little bit <laughs> get you thinking a little bit so cool thanks rye see I'm ya glad we do it see everybody Thank you for listening to Today's Money. If you want to check out the video that goes along with this episode, there's a link in the show notes. Now make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss any future episodes. And if there's anything that I can do to help you along your trading journey, please reach out to me. My contact info is in the description as well. Thank you very much, and I'll see you in the next episode.